I'm Lisa Miller. Welcome to The Women's Well, a place to nourish your health and spirit. Well guests are ordinary, extraordinary women with a story, and in the telling, shine inspiration for us all. Here at The Well, we're all about the wisdom that comes from the deep work of healing and finding the humor in it, which is sometimes right there next to the rough spots. At The Well, conversations make meaning from hardship for a life of conscious balance, empowerment, and of course, joy moving forward. Join us. We'd love to have you. I'm with my friend, Barbara Teckle. <laughs> she likes it when I say her name that way. And we're here today to talk about one of the juiciest, most fun topics of conversation that we have together and that we know nourishes so many people, animal medicine, animal wisdom, animal oracle. Welcome, welcome, Barbara. Hello. I'm so excited. My favorite subject. And I love I love that we have like been delving into this together because we both are so excited and enthusiastic about this. Yeah. yeah, we're like always playing in the sandbox of animal wisdom. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yes. you're joining from Wisconsin. I'm joining from Kentucky. Tell our listening friends who you are. Who is Barbara Teckel? Wow, she's a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> I am a writer of three memoirs, two children's books, all about animal-human bond connection. No surprise there. I'm also a certified oracle guide, and I'm an intuitive consultant helping women deepen their connection with themselves and with their um, animal friends. I'm also a soul collage facilitator, just like you are, Lisa. And my favorite, if I have to have a title, I love that I am an animal wisdom enthusiast. I cannot get enough of animals. Should we talk about why animal medicine, animal wisdom, animal oracles, why that's important and in what a tradition, a long-standing tradition many have been a part of and held for eons of time? Oh my gosh, it goes way, way, it goes way, way back. And then I was thinking thousands of years. So we could talk about let's let's kind of lay the, the groundwork for this opening in our conversation. And then we'll specifically talk about how each of us right now are really being supported, inspired by specific animals in our lives. You, the firefly, Lisa, the elephant. We'll talk about that. Okay, so now we're going to talk. We're going to lay some groundwork first. Let's lay some groundwork. What do you think? I think that's perfect. Okay. I can go first if you'd like by saying that we humans have been intimately connected with the natural world, with life as a whole, since the beginning of time. That's no secret. And this connectedness is the basis of being. And so much of that gets lost, like you were saying, in our present day world, in our technological age, in this age of reaching for what's next, but really at the basis of being human and being of the earth is this connectedness with the natural world. You might look at an animal and think you understand it because of its one dominating characteristic. It's one obvious characteristic. But then you go and look deeper at its Mm. habitat and how it behaves in life and realize how that, that also can be reflected in your own life. 
Absolutely. So when you started delving into animal medicine and animal oracles, what came for you first? What made you become aware of the deep use that animals provided for you in your life? You know, honestly, for me, I, even though I wasn't consciously aware of it for many, many years, animals were my safe place. They were my safe place They're, you know, because they're so not judgmental. They're not going to reject you. Unconditional love. And then it was, you know, like 20 years ago, I had my first dog um, in my married life that I begged for. And that's when it really just started to bubble to the surface that animals, they're my guides that, you know, and my first dog I finally got to have was a chocolate lab. And it started with her when she was diagnosed with terminal bone cancer. And I just remember I was at this point in my life, I was in my early 40s. And you know how we all go through that, like, well, what, what do I want in life? You know, is this all there is? What's really my purpose? Why am I here? All those questions. And I just remember watching this dog who had terminal bone cancer, just bouncing around the yard, happy as could be. And I thought, how do you do that? What, what is that? And that just started my whole journey. And, you know, I started with dogs that have been amazing oracles, animal oracles for me, that each one has taught me something different that has brought me a different level in my spirituality, in my, in my growth, in my evolution. So, yeah. They really do teach us how to listen. They do. Like, well, I had to become aware, just to become aware. You know, like the present moment thing, that's what... That's what my dog, you know, the dog that had um, chocolate lab that had the cancer was like, you know, I was so busy way out here, you know, projecting and worrying about her dying. And she was like right there in the moment, like, okay, you know? Yeah. 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 You said something when we were chatting earlier about how important it is when an animal shows up in your life to be aware of what you were doing, what you were thinking in the moment of its unusual appearance. Or when you notice an animal you're familiar with and observe yourself observing what's going on with you because it's significant and symbolic about whatever you're dealing with or trying to intend or move toward. Yeah, you know, it's been my experience in life that, well, I don't want to say just the ones you live with because I've experienced it out in in wild too is, but I started learning that with my dogs is they're mirroring what's going on inside of us all the time, all the time. And it really started to deepen for me the understanding of that. And then I had worked with an animal communicator and that's how I kind of learned how to do all this is, is, and she called it you know, learning to dance with the wisdom at that time was a snake. So, and then I just started to pay attention in my life, you know, when other animals would show up, I, you know, I'm not that I'm perfect at it because sometimes I don't, I'm like, dang, I just missed out on the moment, you know, but sometimes I can pull it back, but just to stop and go, okay, what was just going through my mind? Because we have a zillion thoughts going through our mind all the time. And our psyche is trying to speak to us all the time. And if you can stop in that moment, that's where the richness comes that you can link 
that animal and perhaps what their habitat is or their symbolism is to what perhaps your thought was just about, which is more times than not something about you're worrying about or concerned about or you're projecting into the future. And then you can bring it back to see what the teaching in it, in it is for you. Isn't that just beautiful? Because when we look to an animal for its wisdom, we're really calling on its essence and the archetypal yeah. patterns that are expressed through that animal nature to reflect our own level of eternal beingness, but also personality. And would you say that what animal medicine does is helps intersect that eternal knowing that we have at the level of soul with the level of personality. Oh, so it's like, I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that really like hit my heart when you said that, like, you know, and it just makes me like, I'm so passionate about the fact that animals are here to serve us and guide us. They want us to talk to them, to reach out to them, to connect with them because they know when we do that, we're connecting with our true selves. We're all part of it together. You know, uh, take care of the earth. When we do, we take care of them. They take care of us. They have so much to offer us. Wild animals that we might not even come in face-to-face -face personal contact with because the essence of the wisdom that they carry, the medicine that they carry is always available to us. Whether you know, when we... You know, when you're just saying medicine, this popped in my head, and I just want to run with it. Okay, I'll fly with it. I'm going to fly. <laughs> and I'm an and our friends all fly. I'm going to be an eagle for a bigger perspective here. I, or, or an insect. Or an insect, of course. Ooh, a dragonfly. That'd be fun. So when we say medicine, it really is healing. That's what it is. It's healing. And I don't know if everybody always connects that. So I just wanted to bring that up because that popped into my head to help maybe explain that a little bit better is there's so much healing in nature and animals are part of that. That's the medicine. That's, That's medicine. medicine. And it's the indigenous way to say that anything that enhances human connection with the great mystery of creation, of creator, of being created with all of life, with self. Anything that does that and enhances personal power and strength and understanding of the human journey through a lifetime is medicine. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you paused for a minute to have us focus on that. There's abundant medicine remedies around us all the time. Mm -hmm. There's never a shortage. So the reason I was joking about you flying with it is because... <laughs> Because a certain insect has popped up for you recently. And we were giddy when we talked a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you, you were giddy. We, you were giddy over this little treasure, wisdom treasure that showed up for you. A little, a little treasure with a big impact. Yeah. And I was, and I was giddy with you because I had like a big treasure with a little, with a little impact. <laughs> so oh, go that's ahead. interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Now I'm going to be curious to hear about that. Okay. Well, you, you go first. So, okay. So yeah, mine is firefly. You know, with everything we've been going through in the world, there's just been so much to process and to deepen in our, our own inner wisdom. And, and it's not like I didn't know this. And like, I know, like, I know this about myself, but I just had this deeper awareness come to me. 
because I heard on some other teacher I think I was listening to was talking about being a warrior of light and love. And I was like, it was just like, like I felt like I just got it at this new level. I'm like, oh my God, we are the ones we've been waiting for. I am a warrior of love and light. That's who I am. That is my essence. But then I thought about it. I'm like, I don't like the word warrior because warrior just feels too patriarchal to me. And I, you know, I just, we need the more feminine way to come in. We need the balance of both. But so I kind of just sat with that and I'm like, yeah, I don't like warrior, but I didn't know what to do about it, you know? And then my, my, um, I guess the animals talk to me the most at night or between like two and four in the morning is when they pop in, which I wish they wouldn't do that sometimes, but that's when they do. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, I'm a firefly of love and light. I'm a firefly. And I just like felt that throughout my whole being. And the reason I loved it, and I start, so that's what I start to link it. I link together with what the firefly is. I, my, my whole work the last 20 years with my books and, you know, helping other women is about really appreciating and taking time and valuing the pause in life. P-A-U-S-E. Yeah. Because that's where we get our answers. That, you know, the answers are here already. So as I thought about the firefly and connecting that, and I'm seeing, you know, in my mind, the little fireflies body lighting up and then not lighting up and then not. And that's the pause. It just made so much sense to me. Well, at the level of sy- symbolism, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And we live in a symbolic world. So, you know, for me, I used to like run to an animal symbology book first or go to the, the internet, which sometimes I still do if I just can't get what's coming. But I really try to follow and let it simmer because it doesn't come right away. And then I'll go look it up. So I did because I wanted to see if there was any connection there too. So I did a Google search and it was it was like right in line because it said passion of your inner fire. And it also said the heart leads the way and shines for all to see. I'm like, yes. And that then what's so cool. Now, if you pay attention to that, it was about a week later, another woman who um, works with animal medicine and animal wisdom had done a video. And she was talking about what we, you know, what we need to take with us into 2021, what we've learned, you know, from 2020. And dang, if she didn't talk about the firefly. All of a sudden she puts this picture up with all these fireflies. And I'm like, see, that's the universe speaking to you that this, you're on the right path. You know, that you did, you know, and I just sometimes I get so excited about this, which is good, but sometimes you got to bring it down a little bit. And then I somewhere else I found it says your inner awareness is your guiding light. So I, I want to totally embody the firefly. I want to be, I feel like I am firefly. So that's like, that's like my mission now is to, to really try and embody that uh, firefly, even though the external world has so much chaos and confusion right now. So I want to pause here for a minute, see what I did there? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And point out something that you brought up that is so important and relevant, which is synchronicity. So you're doing your own work, 
you kind of, you're following that thread of interest, you know, it's like firefly or something about firefly that really resonates with me. And then you take an action. So then you looked, you actively looked for more information. You did your inner work, you recognized and then you took an action, then message to life. Okay, I'm open. I'm really open for this specifically. Bring me more. You don't even have to say bring me more, but it's in how you're carrying yourself and acting in the world. Bring me more. How you're vibrating in the world. Yeah. It's your, your beacon. You're like a billboard beacon. This is, this is what I'm curious, interested about. This is what I like. And by the way, it works the other way too. If you're really focused on what's not working, focused on what's troubling, that also sends out a beacon to the universe to bring it more. Up. So, yeah. so anyway, you're, you're embodying this and then synchronicity shows up to give you even more. You couldn't have planned that right. this presenter would be talking about firefly, which is not a typical insect feature right. in the animal wisdom world. So synchronicity then shows up to high five. It's like a high five from the universe. You're on the right path. And here, here's a gift. You don't have to even work for much more of it. Here it is. Here, here's all the beauty of firefly wisdom. Speaking of synchronicity. So, yeah. So now all of a sudden you just start to vibrate at this new place. That is truth. And you can feel it in your body and you feel really good. That's when synchronicity came in for you and me with the phone call. I forgot about that. That's right. That's how we started this whole conversation. And you had just called me out of the blue. And I ended up telling you I had had the crappiest worst day I can remember in a long, long time, just the day before. And then you confessed saying, so did you. Well, we realized that was a message from the universe, you know, that I'm going to be this firefly of love and light. And all of a sudden you came into my life and said, hey, let's do this interview. I'm like, oh my God, let's do it. I mean, I love doing this stuff. I love talking about animals and, and their wisdom. It really, that conversation was a gift because we had both been struggling with something. We hadn't talked in months, like maybe right. two months. Yeah. And then I just really felt in a difficult week, what would be fun today? And you popped into my head. I was just going to, just gonna call my new friend Barbara. Let's like let's see what's up. And we were, had both been struggling, and we were just both so delighted when we started talking about animal medicine that it really changed for each of us the mood. Walk in another direction. <laughs> Life was like, okay, you don't like that road, don't go down that road. Right. Well, at the same time, too, which I think is important. Like you know, I had that that moment that, you know, the insynchronicity that happened with Firefly. And I knew that's what I, I really want to embody that more. But at the same time, I do think it's important that you process. We, we can't just by, bypass the shitty feelings we got. I did that for too many years. You're right. You know, I just thought, okay, I'll just be happy and everything's fine. No, I had to process all that too. And I had to own what part of that was mine and what was that about. And then once I did, I could be more of the Firefly you know. Thank you for that point. I love that so much. It's popular today to think about adopting an animal as a spirit totem. But really the traditional way is that the animal adopts you. The animal shows up for you. 
Yeah, the animal shows up for you. Yeah. So I had done a meditation. I was sharing with you that I had done a meditation in my soul collage facilitator training. I was led into a meditation and the animal companion that showed up for me that day was elephant. And I'd relied on the wisdom of elephant. I'd done research on how elephants live in their natural habitat, their, their strengths, their vulnerable areas. And when we talked that day, I realized I hadn't really consulted that wisdom in a while around a goal that I had upcoming. So I, when we got off the phone, I turned back to animal medicine and the soul collage card I had made. And I, I journaled with it to see really what I could see that I wasn't aware of already. You know, what do I need to know that I don't already know? What came through was so powerful and so like right on. And it led me even deeper into trying to understand myself from an elephant perspective of strengths mm -hmm. and vulnerabilities, really just leaning on what that is. But learning so much about its essence and its qualities have just really helped me feel this kinship. Oh, I love that. With elephant and just learning about what elephants mean to their families, which happens to be really, really important for me. Yeah. So I, I have a card. I have several cards, soul collage cards depicting elephant, just as there are several snapshots of us humans in our lives depicting us in different contexts, different moods with different people. Every animal snapshot depicts another quality of that animal. So this card and that photo and that rendering, they all bring up a slightly different aspect of the medicine. Yes. I love that you brought that up because that's so true. Or it might evolve further than that. So I love that you brought that up because that's so true. And I love too when I like work with with the wisdom of animals is especially when you're like because you brought the oracle cards up is you know there are some readers out there that will just you know they'll say don't ever look at the guidebook but I'm like but the author just put all this time and thought process into it so I mean I was taught to look at the guidebook first to understand the oracle cards but now I like to like do my own thing maybe do a little Google search if I want more information but then also go to the book and then just look for one word or one sentence and just pay attention to how I feel. And you're going to know, you're going to know it because you're going to go, oh, you're going to feel it in your body. And then there's something there for you to go with to learn even more. And I love what you said before, how you just feel this kinship, this kinship with elephant. It just made me think about, and I know I keep bringing snake up, but I, I just, I don't know why I keep feeling called to that today. No, I know why. Because when you said kinship and this connection, there's just this beautiful respect. And again, like I would have never thought that about snake. And I came to like respect and honor snake in a way I never thought I would. And when I did that, you know what happened? I respected and honored myself. It's just something that you, you can't even really explain in words. It's, it's truly felt at a heart level that 
when you connect in that way, you know it, you know it. Great example how an animal chooses you. Yeah. How an animal shows, shows up for you and how that relationship can be evolving. So you came to Firefly as a newbie around Firefly. Like your first recent connection with Firefly was relatively new. Yeah, absolutely. And so it had a big impact. And here for me, I had had a big impact with elephant medicine years ago and came to it again. And it was new again. Mm. So it seems like our relate, just like our relationships with each other are always evolving. Our relationships with our animal friends, our spirit totems are also always evolving. Since you feel like you're really called right now to snake medicine, since you're, I can tell you're feeling it strongly. Oh, is- you know, when I talk about snake, when we honor and respect something that we see, see and fear, and we can open to what the teaching is, we're all going to benefit from that. Snake is the one that opened the door for me. And I'll, I'll, I'll share personally because I wrote about it in my third memoir is um, I was touched inappropriately as a child, which did not come to my awareness until I was 29 years old, but I didn't speak it until I was 55, which was just two and a half years ago. And it was snake, uh, a dead mama snake off the ba- off the end of my driveway and four baby snakes that I was, I was scared to look at what that was about, but I had animal communicator that was guiding me And then I also worked with the dream analyst who brought some things up. And I knew, I knew because it was right there. It was right there wanting to come out and it finally came out. So how can I not have this? Because I gained this new freedom within myself that I had never experienced before. Because I had finally let go of that baggage and that burden. And I went into forgiveness and I did ritual work around all of that. That's everything I talk about in my book. But So now I just have this very deep respect for snake, you know, and I, I can go to a zoo and I can, I can go up to where they're in their little, you know, in their little enclosure and I can look at them and I can be with them. I guess that's why, you know, it's just so important to me because I, I really, I really think we can just grow so much deeper at looking those parts of us that you know and you'll know when you're ready for it I'm not trying to like push that on anybody either because it's you know the psyche is only going to let you handle so much it happened to be for you that snake medicine the physical presence of snake brought that up for you brought up into your consciousness what you were finally ready to deal with right. it sounds like right and, and the fact that it was a dead mama snake and her four babies I mean, I had tears in my eyes walking up to it because it was so, it felt so tragic to me. So tragic. And I didn't know why in the moment. It took so much courage for you to explore why. Yeah. And and you had this companion of snake. And traditionally, snake is such a primordial representation of life. in, In the core of your immunity and the core of your aliveness in the world, like in the very basic, most primordial part of being human. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. For others, it might be another animal that comes along to help realize what's, what's been buried. 
in our final moments, what do you want to say about how animal wisdom, how looking to animal oracles and divination using cards, noticing nature, journaling, soul collage, how that can really not just serve, but hold a container for well-being for people? Mm, Well, I think you just said it. (laughs) Well, you know, the word that came to my mind, and I know we hear this a lot, but the word sacred, it's just such a sacred practice. And I know the more that I do it, the more I feel alive, the more I just connect with them, even, you know, even if it's just doing an oracle, pull, pulling oracle cards for myself, or just going through the deck and seeing what animal speaks to me if I'm in a crappy mood, um, or like the doing the art, or, you know, watching, the, watching a dog walk down the street just like brings me so much joy, I can't tell you. I don't know. It's just this connection, this, this, see, it's hard for me to find words because I, I know what I feel. And it's so, it's so, makes me feel so alive. And the more I have it, the more I want it. So, but I do believe at my heart and core, again, that it's why the animals are on this earth with us. We have made these sacred agreements with them as they with us. And they're here as our teachers. They are they are walking beside us. They are wanting us to get it. They are wanting us to live with joy and abundance and know that we're being taken care of. And that just makes me want to be with them more and more. I could I could go live in the forest right now just saying all that. They're also all supporting us all the time. So we can look to any animal we can, that we're curious about or fascinated by to help us with a task, a project, a role, a relationship. You know, we may have one major spirit guide animal, but the entire animal world are supporting us. They're all on the team and happy to be asked questions and to be taken under a wing. I love that you said that they they want you to talk to them. Yes, to ask the questions, no matter how you decide to do that, you know. There's so many different ways that we can communicate with them or just be with them. It's just yeah. great fun. Why not? Why not? Well, I have loved this and we're going to do more of it. Barbara and Lisa, we're going to do more of it. And this is one, our conversation today is one episode in a general podcast series, but you and I are really considering a dedicated animal medicine show. So there's so much more excitement to come. Until we can talk about this forever. We really can. In fact, I'm going to call you after this recording because I have to tell you something so funny. But until then, (laughs) lisamillerbeautifulday.com and Barbara Teckel at Joyful Paws. B-A-W-S dot com. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much. And until next time, friends, have a beautiful day. You've been listening to The Women's Well, audio and music by Gabe Robitaille. To hear more interviews and empowering stories, subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to find your podcasts. Pretty please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read it and it will keep us going. Want to see the fabulous women you've been listening to? 
Check out our YouTube clips on my website, lisamillerbeautifulday.com, and follow me on Instagram, lisamillerbeautifulday. Thank you for being with us at The Well. Join us again next week with another inspiring, ordinary, extraordinary guest.